kids ago? Mm-hmm. You already asked me like three times. <laughs> you can't just say nothing. Like you have to us to let me know if we're recording or something. I said yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hello everybody, welcome to Nintendo Expression Pass here on Boss Rush Network. I'm your host in the Side Eddie V. Joining me is Bossman himself, the one the only Cory Deary. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm exhausted. How are you, Ed? I'm doing good. Uh, trying to bring energy. What uh, energy? No energy allowed here. Why not? I don't know. Why you... Oh, goodness. Uh, well, everybody, we got a great topic for you. But before we get into that topic, uh, we just got announced that the Turtles Collection, Kawabunga Collection, is releasing August 30th. Corey, mm-hmm. are you excited for this happening? Do you think now that we're, now that we know the full lineup, and we're not going to spend too much time on it, now that we know the full lineup, do you think that the Kyle Bunker Collection is the biggest game now in August? I mean, I, from like a Nintendo's perspective? Yes. I mean, I I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, it's a great collection, and I know a lot of people are excited for it. But mm. I mean, I don't. I don't really know from like a. I mean, I guess so. I mean, the biggest thing. I mean, <clears throat> it's definitely not the biggest game for August overall. But I mean, for oh, Switch, no. I think it might be close. If not, you know, I mean, it's it's competing with Two Point Campus, right? For Switch. Uh, and Blossom Tales, which you know, I mean, more people know what Ninja Turtles is than Blossom Tales, obviously. But yeah, uh, you know, I mean, you gotta fight off all these other games. Like uh, that weird Pac-Man remake is also coming out that month too. So yeah, uh, but I mean, you're, I don't, I, I, I think it'll do well just because Switch doesn't have Madden or Saints Row, right? Those are the two kind of big August games. Uh huh. Uh, but, you know, I think a lot of people are more excited for this collection because of the success of Shredder's Revenge, right? And so, yes, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for it. I, I am, it's weird because like I'm having a hard time being excited for it because I, I love Ninja Turtles and I, I will be excited for it. But right now it's just like, I, I kind of want something new and I've played all these games like a hundred times. Uh, but I'm just glad we, everybody gets to play these on modern hardware because we haven't really been able to play these games really outside of, you know, a couple Xbox live arcade releases and yeah. That's it, right? I mean, like the Game Boy games are stuck on Game Boy. The NES games are stuck there, right? Uh, the only games that really got re-released were the arcade versions of these games, and it's excited. I'm excited to play. Mostly excited to play Hyperstone Heist and Turtles in Time, and the Super Nintendo version of Tournament Fighters is what I'm really excited to play. Mm-hmm. I think we, a lot of people want to really want to play the SNES version of uh, Turtles in Time because it's I think, better. <laughs> well, yeah, and I and I think a lot of people 
they heard about it, but because a lot of people weren't around, like like some of the kids and you know probably some new gamers, they weren't around during that time that game came out. Well, whose fault? So it's the parents' fault. They didn't have kids around that time. I mean, and I think they've seen it on so many lists and they heard people talk about it. I think it's bring. It has brought like a lot of interest of people playing it and everything. Because I think uh, I think people are going to finish that collection um, throughout that weekend. And I know for a lot of people who want to play the first Ninja Turtles, they're going to be using that rewind feature like Oof. crazy. Good luck, everybody. Oof. Talk about talk about. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's just, it's really ba- it's really bad. Like that first Turtles game is not very good, like at all. You know, my, I, my advice to you would be make it as far as you can with Raph first. And then mm-hmm. as the turtles' weapons get longer, I would progress your turtles that way. <laughs> uh, because Donatello is definitely the the best turtle in that game. Yeah. I mean, he's I think he's the best in a lot of those early games anyway because the staff is just so long, right? All right. And it's just... And- it's, it's just easy. It's just easy for him to reach everybody. And I think that's why that makes him the most like powerful character in the game. Um, when you when you play uh, play as as because even in tournament fighters for Super Nintendo, he got some good range, um, and kind of have almost like the best specials in super in uh, super attacks. Mm-hmm. Well, no, Michael Ledger has the best super attack, but. Like Donatello is a threat in, in that game. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean it's been a long time since I played tournament fighters. To be honest, I don't really even remember a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just remember this Genesis version was not nearly as good as the Super Nintendo version, uh, as much as I think I wanted it to be. I just I for some reason I just remember the Genesis version not being as good. It's definitely different. Uh, yeah, I, I know for me, I definitely want to play. So three and Turtles two for the Game Boy are the ones that I definitely want to play because those are the only two that I haven't played in that whole collection. I would, I mean, the Game Boy, the the second and third Game Boy games are the ones that I've never played. Like I didn't even know there was a third game on Game Boy. Yeah. Uh, no, I did play the second one. It's the third one. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's the third one. Uh, I definitely only played the second one scarcely. Uh, the first one though, like I own follow the foot clan and Mm. that was fun because you, they actually let you choose which level you got to start at. And it was just like, yeah, it was fun. Cause like it kind of, it was kind of a workaround for continue, uh, like a lack of a continue system. Mm. Right. And so like, I would just jump into the level I had died at or whatever. And it was just easy. Uh, but yeah, man, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. I just, I, I don't know. I was, I just didn't get into Shredder's Revenge the way I wanted to. And I think it's just because I played by myself and that's clearly not the way you're supposed to play these games. Uh, but I just, I had a really hard time getting into it and I played like the first six or seven levels and I mm-hmm. kind of stopped playing now, part of it is because I've been playing Death's Door and I want to finish it before, you know, the end of the year because it seems like every time I start a game, I can't finish it and also very frustrating. Uh, 
But yeah, I mean, I'll probably go back to Shredder's Revenge and finish it because it's something that I should probably be doing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, these older games, though, man, like especially if they work with the Super Nintendo and Genesis controllers that Nintendo Switch Online put out, like it's going to feel right at home, you know, like just pl- playing it again uh, like when I was a kid, so... But yeah, I mean, I expect this game to totally sell really well, especially for like, you know, Shredder's Revenge did well. And then a bunch of parents who have kids that, you know, will want to play these games because, you know, parents remember these games more, obviously. So. Yeah, I I, I know I am excited because uh, it's probably going to be like a weekend game for me. Like I could probably get through most of it throughout the weekend mm-hmm. um, and then be ready for like Splatoon 3 when it comes out in September because mm-hmm. uh, cause like you said like like Saints Row the third if, I mean not Saints Row the third sorry the Saints Row remake if that does a good job of being a great game that's going to probably be the highlight um, Madden I mean Madden I think, is Madden at this point <laughs> yeah I, would, I mean, man, I would love to say that Madden's going to be good this year, but you know it's not going to... I mean, you know it's just going to be the same thing. What? No, it was... So IGN said, you know, announced that uh, EA was doing FIFA 23. Yeah. Um, and people, the responses have been like, they just don't care. They were just like, we, we do not care about Well, that's... This. I mean, the thing, though, is like... <laughs> the people who like FIFA are not IGN's audience. So I don't like any time a sports game comes out. I just, I don't listen to the comments and I mean, I don't really go to IGN anymore anyway, but like, you know, I don't listen to the comment sections of like the enthusiast news outlets, right? Like you, you need to go to like a Reddit thread or like the message boards for Madden or FIFA, right? Like you got to go to those places to find, cause that's where you're going to find the hardcore players. Uh, so, you know, whatever IGN says or the comments in IGN, I don't really, that t- tells well, me nothing. It, well, it was mostly on, on Twitter. And I think they would just say, you know, they weren't like promoted, but they were just like EHS announced, you know, uh, FIFA 23. Cause this is the last game that they're going to have the FIFA name. Mm-hmm. And I think people were just, I, I think it was just weird to see the responses that people were getting because they were connecting FIFA to Madden and to be like, it's the same thing. Um, it's going to probably be almost like the same teams with a little changes here and there. Um, and I, I guess I'm like, is the next gen versions just not up to snuff neither? Like the Switch version is? Is it just like... Well, the Switch version is just the Legacy Edition, like it has been the last three or four years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not really that concerned about that version. It's, uh, uh, <clears throat> sorry. I know that it's one of those things where, uh, this, I mean, the Switch version is, they added uh, the women's soccer teams. So they did add stuff to the Switch version this year, but it's very minimal. Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I, I think, 
Uh, from what I've heard, like from what I've heard from people who play FIFA and what I've heard from people who are like really into it, this version is actually going to be pretty good. Um, but again, the sports games are so popular that they're just never going to leave behind last gen, you know? I mean, heck, we got we got Xbox 360 versions of Madden and FIFA until like 17 or 18, right? And like yeah. they, the new consoles were almost coming out and we were still getting those Madden versions. Uh so I just think uh I just think people are just on the especially on the internet. I just don't pay attention to what they have to say cuz I mean, I stopped using Twitter except for a promote as a promotional tool because of, I was just tired of people on Twitter, you know. Uh, all the negative nasty. Yeah, it's Sorry. just you know, I just I just don't use Twitter anymore. Like I, I mean, I do because I work in social media, right? Like, so I use mm-hmm. Twitter because that's part of my job. But I mean, like. I very rarely comment on people's stuff anymore unless I know the person. I very rarely like retweet or comment something or have an idea, right? Because I know as soon as I tweet something, like the there's going to be a negative comment or there's going to be some sort of something, you know. And I turn all notifications off for DMs, right? Like I just, I just, I just don't pay attention to that stuff. Uh, but I mean, in terms of like FIFA and Madden, like I expect. Mm-hmm. I expect FIFA to be good because I think FIFA is actually really good every year. It's it's Madden that is concerning, uh, and like I said before, like I would I would absolutely love, I would absolutely love to buy Madden every year like I used to. Mm-hmm. But until they fix the the issues with connectivity and online and like how laggy it is. I don't know if I will buy Madden until they fix that. So. Um, I do wonder with with some of EA's games, um, and and this is this even plays a part with Nintendo and stuff. Is that where do they feel like their resources are important to use? Like, do they? Like, cause with with the Nintendo stuff, and I'm not saying about oh stuff just under power or anything like that. Because I think there's been games on Nintendo that even with what they have, they've been able to be creative on that system with a lot of games. It's because Nintendo knows how to optimize for the console, right? I mean, that's but, that's the mm-hmm. thing. Is like N- Nintendo optimizes and will like Nintendo games will always run the best. Like they'll always be the best running games on the console, like hands down, mm-hmm. always. Doesn't matter. I mean, and and I think there's some indies and third party games that do run, and with some of the port houses that uh, some companies use to bring games over, I think believe they do a good job. But it, it kind of feels like with EA, I'm like, I, I wonder how do they, you know. Are they putting their sources like for the bigger consoles? It did just whenever they feel like they want to do something for Nintendo. And I'm not trying to be shady or anything, but it's just like, why hasn't there been a team 
at EA that literally just makes Switch games from the ground up, you know, or new IPs or ideas for it. I mean, I just don't think it... EA cares about the Switch. That's, I mean, that's that's it. That's they don't find it. They don't find the margin of profitability to be worth putting stuff on the switch except for old stuff right like i mean mm-hmm. or or their indies some of their indie things whatever they call them ea originals and do you think that's why the response from some of the community like they just don't care for ea being on that console or even activision at the- i just want to say that fifa is one of the top selling games on switch every year But I wonder if that's because of Europe. I mean, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, but I mean, it's just like I I know people say that EA doesn't care about the Switch or in like, yeah, I agree in a lot of ways. But like, FIFA, like FIFA is in the top five selling games on Switch every year. Mm-hmm. And I just you know I think I think the way that. <clears throat> people think about ea and the switch and even you know companies like activision and stuff it's like they're going to put the games that make sense on the switch i think activision has actually done a great job supporting the switch right oh no they don't put call of duty on the switch who cares you know they put crash tony hawk spyro Mm. you know those are those are great experiences you know it, it's, it, I think for a lot of people, it's like, yeah, you're putting it on, but it's the late factor. But then, then you got to get mad at Sega because they're not putting Yakuza or Judgment on the Switch. Which a lot of people were mad at Sega for it. When when uh, Yakuza 1 and 2 came from Wii U in Japan, people in America was asking Sega to bring it here. And because it didn't sell well in Japan, they were suspecting it to sell worser in America. So they wasn't going to put the time and effort. I'm just like you I'm like you got to realize that Yakuza at that time was still a niche series. It take it took a really long time for the Yakuza series to get popular as it was. And people uh, the Nintendo community was just like we will buy this game Sega if you bring it over. I mean, I don't I don't I I don't think so. Like I I don't think people would buy it. I I mean I'm just <clears throat> I'm just talking about the Yakuza one to two before the Wii U. Oh, like I I but I don't think that they would have. That's the thing too, is like I just I just don't think that they would have. Which which would be weird because of all the sales that Sonic has done on Wii U. Uh, or or Nintendo consoles in general, and those games have been, I would say, average enough to garner their sale numbers. I mean, I, I guess, but how much did Sonic really even sell on the Wii U? You know, do you know that number to say that for sure? Um, I probably can. Look which I wonder which one, Sonic Boom or. Uh... Sonic Boom on the Wii U sold six hundred twenty thousand copies. That's <laughs> that's nothing. So six hundred twenty thousand. And Sonic and Sonic is popular. 
You're going to tell me that Yakuza, the Yakuza games are going to sell more than that? It only did, I think, about 1,400 or 14,000 estimated in Japan. I mean, I just, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just, sometimes I think a lot of Nintendo fandom wants things, they think they want things, or they say they mm. want things because it's the loud obnoxious part of the internet and it's a mirror's edge situation right remember when everybody said they wanted a mirror's edge sequel or mirror's edge another mirror's edge game and then ea made one and nobody bought it yeah it sold mm-hmm. less yeah. than three hundred thousand copies uh, you know within yeah. the first year which is awful and you know that scares people and that that was on consoles that people owned you know yeah <laughs> so I mean, I just, I don't care. Like, I again, I don't really care which companies support the Switch as long as there's good, fun experiences and great indie games and great Nintendo games, then it's fine. Like, I don't need, I don't need Call of Duty on the Switch. I don't need Destiny on the Switch. I don't need Dead Space or mass effect on the switch would it be cool yeah of course it would i would i would love to play mass effect on the go and you know i'm sure i'm sure like loran would love to take dead space on the road with him when he goes Mm -hmm. places right but like they're not they're just not gonna be the experience most people want and that's okay you know we have other experiences i think the thing about it is that why, you know, when the other, I think it's people, I always go back to the PS3 and 360 era uh, with EA and some of these other companies to be like, when you guys were still supporting this and you was getting good sales, that's what you wanted to do. You were saying that there's going to be good sales. Who's, and now who's see, getting, who's saying there's going to be good sales? When a game comes out on Xbox or PS3 during that time, Mark, uh, not Microsoft, uh, EA and actually feel, Activision felt like they're going to have better sales. It's their because console. their games require powerful hardware, great mm-hmm. online systems, and you know, uh, a beefier console to run these games. Modern Warfare's install size is like 130 gigs. Like, you can't put that on the Switch. I'm sorry. Oh, oh yeah. I, I know. I understand. But I'm just talking about, um, like, kind of back in those, back in that era. That they was, when these companies and, were saying that, that you know. And Activision like, put two Call of Duty games on the Wii U, and they didn't sell anything. They, they put did, Black what, Ops 2, and they put Ghosts. Mm-hmm. And they didn't sell anything. Madden... EA put two versions of Madden on the Switch. They put two versions of FIFA on the Switch. 2K put NBA 2K on the Wii U. They didn't mm-hmm. sell anything. You know? And, yeah, part of it was because, like, you know, people didn't want those versions because they were... Some of the features were incomplete, but that's because the Wii U had terrible online, and they couldn't get... They didn't have even have a, pr- a properly functioning DLC system until, like, halfway through the life cycle. You know? Well, but and I think it's because they were so brand. We you were so brand new, 
And, you know, we knew that Nintendo wasn't a big online company just yet. But they should have you known know, that like with, they, based on the Wii, though. The Wii I had mean, an amazing, like, the 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 eShop was awesome. The virtual console was awesome. Yeah, the shopping was. But for a game to be online, to play with other players, Nintendo had, didn't have that experience. But they still... They, no, they've had online since the GameCube. They should have like th- like that's the thing about Nintendo though is like they like are so far be they're so ahead in so many ways, but they're so far behind in so many other ways. They're still but- they're still behind in online. Like Xbox 360 runs better online than the Nintendo Switch, right? In 2005, mm-hmm. Xbox 360 was running better online. And yeah, I get it. Like Microsoft is an infrastructure company. They're a software company. They know how to do that stuff. And Nintendo is a toy maker and a games company. But if you're going to try to compete in this space in 2022, you've got to do something like that to at least like entice these companies to try to do something on your console in this space, right? They don't have anything in this space. They have Splatoon and they have Smash Brothers well, and they have Mario they, Kart. But, and I like, think, but that's, I think that's the, that's the thing about it. It's just like you. I, it's the it's the visual. I guess seeing that these games are this game and the system is selling. So why haven't you guys created anything new for it? We should have. We as Nintendo shouldn't have to come and you know get you guys to do something. We've tried that before and you never delivered. And I think Nintendo's okay with that though. And as a as a Nintendo fan, like I've just learned to expect not to have those experiences, or at least the experiences that I would get on the other consoles. Mm-hmm. And like as you know, as verbally frustrating when it like when I say that out loud, it's super frustrating. But like at the end of the day, I'm lucky enough to have the other consoles and be able to play those experiences there. Yeah. You know, of course, I would love to play Madden handheld in bed, right? Of course I would. But I'm not going to get that experience, and I've accepted that, you know? And it's fine for me. To I think me, a, it's fine. I, I think a lot of people have accepted it. Uh, I, I think it's just that... I mean, I buy 2K. I, I buy NBA 2K every year, and it's mm-hmm. like, it's a great experience, I love playing NBA 2K on the Switch. I love playing FIFA on the Switch. But you know, if if they if they're not going to, you know, try, then I don't you know. And I think that's what most people kind of want EA and Activision and some of these other companies who see that this that the Switch just itself is in a good place to try something. You know, what what, what, lot... are, what are they going to try? Like this isn't I mean Games are way more expensive than they used to be. Like EA is not going to mm-hmm. try to put something like Boom Blocks on the Switch again. You know, like that. That EA doesn't exist anymore. And granted, they're trying new things and they're trying interesting things, right? Like the Dead Space remake, and they've been like really open about the development of that game. Or uh, the new free to play skate game. They've been really open about the development of that, and the fact that it's mm-hmm. free to play is like super surprising. Uh, and so, you know, when we get to that kind of stuff, I think, like, overall, I actually think EA is in a better spot than they have been in a long time in terms of interesting things that they're trying, games they're putting out, 
you know, the Star Wars stuff that they're doing is pretty interesting at this point. Yeah. You know, a post Battlefront two. Uh, you know, they have the the um Jedi Survivor game, they have the first person shooter, which a lot of people think is like a spiritual successor to Republic Commando, which would be super mm-hmm. cool. Uh you know, they have uh Apex Legends, they have you know, a new game from Respawn coming in that universe, right? They have they have a lot of interesting things. A new Mass Effect in Dragon Age, which is exciting. You know, like, it, I'm more excited about those games now than I was two years ago based on where EA is. Um, But I think that's all on the other consoles and that's nothing fine. for Nintendo. That's and fine. I think, and I think, but that's probably, I think that's, some of the problems that people kind of have it's just like yes you are a great company you're in a good space you're doing all of this stuff but what about us what about you saying that you have a great partner relationship with nintendo you're saying all of this but you well, but they, they no- do for fifa which so going back to like the sports stuff mm-hmm. like i understand like why madden isn't on there and fifa is Right, because FIFA has a global appeal, whereas the NFL barely has an appeal outside of the United States. America, you know, hockey. You know, hockey would be it actually be the next game I would think would be, you know, across the board, but because like you know Canada has you know super appealing to Canadians, uh, mm-hmm. most northern United States, uh, you know, states like uh, hockey, uh, you know. East uh Eastern Europe really likes hockey. Like I could see that being something EA would tinker with, except that <laughs> NHL is not very good in the first place, you know? Um and so like when it comes to Switch, yeah, FIFA has a glo- is the game that has global appeal and they're gonna sell it wherever they can. You know. So I and I guess I I, I guess I wanna I wanna ask why is it? Why is it just a FIFA for EA? Why haven't EA like created new IPs like platformers or um, because it's probably uh, not associated. It's probably not worth it to them. You know, you're gonna spin up a new team to create something for you know take four or five years to develop mm-hmm. uh, midway through a life cycle, and by the time that game comes out, it's gonna be the end of the life cycle, and then to sell you know, may, maybe a million copies when this game is probably clearly going to come out on other platforms and it's going to do better there and run but better that, and look better. But, but I think that's the question. Because, like, if you look at the Battlefield 2042 and that bombed badly... It's because like, they pushed the game out without it being finished. It didn't even have a leaderboard. It didn't even have a scoreboard. Right. And the, and the thing about it is... The thing about it is that could that could bomb badly. That could that could be problematic. They could fix it, do whatever. They would still continue to be like, okay, we're working on the next Battlefield for Sony and Microsoft it's, and PC. It's and because it's Battlefield like, sells twenty million units. <laughs> it, but I think, well, of course, you know. But it's just like even if a game bombs, I, I guess I'm I'm thinking of even if a game bombs, regardless of what the sale numbers are, and bombing as in you know there's complaints the game is not good stuff like that, that game would still get a follow up for those consoles. If a game bombs on Nintendo, that's it, mm-hmm. game over. 
you know, regardless, it could sell, it could do the Tomb Raider, uh, uh, Tomb Raider one sale, where it could sell a high ton of numbers and not be satisfied in a sense to to that company. But that's sales numbers, even though the gameplay may be as great as uh, my, uh, Tomb Raider is. Like if a, even if a game for Nintendo for EA was just enough create just created for the ground up, and regardless if it did one or two million sales, and it could be middling average or whatever, EA would quickly give up to it because it's not up to their standard or anything. Or they'd be like, well, enough people didn't buy it really. I'm like, two million is a good number. I mean, not today, not in today's gaming ecosystem with how much game production costs and how long it Mm -hmm. takes and how big the teams are, you know, you have like minimum 50 or 60 people working on a game, probably more close, especially at EA. It's probably closer to like a hundred to 120 people for four years. And then you got to pay the marketing team. You got to pay the QA team. You got to pay, you know, you know, reception and accounting and marketing and, you know, you got to pay all these people. And so when you think about it, yeah, on paper, you sell a million, like say, okay, say the game costs $60 and you sell a million units, that's $60 million. Yeah. That's a big number to you and me who sit here by ourselves to do this. But when you have Mm -hmm. to pay, you know, the salaries of all these people for four years, their health insurance, their dental insurance, you know, uh, leave of absence or, you know, maternity leave or all these other different things that you just don't account for. Suddenly that profit is, you know, cut down to like a quarter and you make, Oh, 15 million or 10 million off this one experience that we worked so hard for, like in terms of profitability. And then you have to pay out your shareholders and stuff. That's, that's like, that's not really worth it. And then you have to pay to, you know, port the game to this console, which, switch i hear is if you don't have the dev kit right away or whatever which like i understand that like all these bigger companies they can just get dev kits and stuff and whatever but they're it's like it's going to cost you like a little bit over a million dollars to port this game to a down to a console like that's at that point at that point like you (laughs) you you know consolidate your executive team and you make just as much profit as you would by developing a game for four years and I'm and I'm thinking of just like building something up from it because I think that would I think that would at least get people interested. Be like, okay, EA's doing a new IP. They're doing something fresh. It would get Nintendo. people to talk, but like talking about a game mm-hmm. and people getting actually getting people to buy the game, especially when Nintendo's putting out a new first party title every five or six weeks, and then you get great things like the Ninja Turtles collection. Or, you know, near near Automata, which Nintendo fans have not played, Persona, you know, you get all these great other experiences that people prefer to play on Switch. They're not going to pay attention to, you know, whatever, you know, it could be a, it could be a really great game, right? Mm-hmm. But like I said, at the end of the day, if you sell one or two million units, that's not enough especially for EA who sells games by the tens of millions every but, year. But the, but those games are all multi-platform and not just one game. That's what I I'm think... saying. And that, that makes it even worse for EA. Like they don't want to be a single platform company. 
They want to make the most money wherever they can Mm -hmm. because their executives expect a payout, their shareholders expect a payout, their design leads expect their bonuses and stuff. Like all like that's the other thing. You gotta pay out bonuses and 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 shareholders and stuff. Like by the time you sell two million units on the Switch, that's like you're Mm -hmm. not making any money. Zero. Zero dollars. You're breaking even. Maybe. You know? But do you think EA would be confused, be like, okay, how is the no. game like hate? I'm, I'm just using it for example, like, how's the game like Hades is selling? Because it was made by like 12 people and they don't have shareholders. They don't have executives penny pinching and they don't have bean counters and they don't have bonuses to pay out. They don't have, you know extraordinary mm-hmm. amounts of insurance to pay out. They have 12 people to pay and pay their insurance, make sure their salary is paid, and that's it. Hades can sell 3 million units on the Switch, and that's it's it, it, you know, EA is a thousands of times bigger than than uh Supergiant. Yeah. You know, I think Supergiant has what 25 employees maybe. Whereas Probably. that's like a quarter the size of one team at EA. That's the difference. You know, EA is a publicly traded company with thousands of employees. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, that's where I'm coming from is like, it's just, there's so many things that people just don't think of when they ask for things from these big companies. And like, I get it. Right. I would love every game to come to switch. I'm part of the port, everything to switch club. I really am. It's- I think it's it's the it's the wording that some of the executive stuff and that's, say. It's just that like when they say that, but that's we'll, the thing. They're executives. They don't know how to talk to normal people. They don't know how to talk to gamer people. They 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 have somebody write and rewrite and rewrite, you know, these press releases mm-hmm. for them or these these tweets or these or these you know the 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 new hotness is the. You know, cyberpunk started with the, Mm. you know, the colorful background with the words on it, right? Like, they pay people to literally write their statements for them, and they don't know how to talk to normal people. And and I think that's why just some of the Nintendo community hosts EA and Activision and all of this stuff when they said that if a game and stuff is selling big on these consoles, that's where we're going to go to. Well, the stuff is selling on this console, so why are you not coming to us? So now it's just like, and I, that's what, but what I just explained to you, Mm -hmm. right? Like, even if, like, say they were going to port one of their big games to Switch, okay? They instant, they have instantly lost a million dollars. Right from the get go, because they have to port down, right? Whereas PC, Xbox, and PlayStation all run relatively on the same hard, like the same infrastructure. Yeah. You can get a development code for Xbox for $100. $100, you can turn your Xbox Series S or X into a development kit mm-hmm. for $100. Switch has such a like it's this it's it's the same problem with the Wii U except a little bit different right where the Wii U was astronomically difficult to port to and that's why that's why we didn't get a lot of games initially and then it mm-hmm. just didn't sell and that's why we didn't get any afterwards but like 
And and, and I blame. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not blaming Nintendo on that or the other companies. I'm. I feel like they have more time to study with 360 PS3 and put out more games right there. With the Wii U, it really felt like some of the th- big third party well, the, didn't the try. PlayStation to Three didn't get learn. a lot of games initially either. The PlayStation Three didn't get a lot of games initially either, because of the cell architecture. And it was, you know, to everybody else, it was half as powerful as the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. But those companies stayed with them throughout the whole PlayStation Three life. They, and but put they games didn't. On there. They didn't though. Those games came later, after the PlayStation was redesigned. And they had people who properly <laughs> went to these companies and begged them to port games to their console. And I think a lot of people forget that the PlayStation 3 actually outsold the Xbox 360. It's just by the time people cared, or by the time mm-hmm. PlayStation did that, people didn't care. And Xbox had the mind share of people, right? And like Nintendo never had that mind share. Like they had the Wii mind share. Yeah. But the Wii was nothing like the Xbox and the PlayStation at the time. Nothing, yeah. right? I mean, the big joke was it was two GameCubes duct taped together. Yeah. And, like, you know, we they the Wii got a lot of interesting, you know, games, you know, but, like, uh, something like The Force Unleashed, right? Like, we, we've we talked about that before. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, I was really excited when they said they were bringing that game to Switch. Well, guess what? It's the Wii version. Why would I want the Wii version of The Force Unleashed on this console? It was not very good, right? They changed a lot of things, and I just... Like, the third-party stuff that ended up coming to Wii was not good. Like, it just wasn't good because they tried to force... And, you know, you know, I, I know this is a family show, so earmuffs, kids, but, like, they half-assed a lot of the motion controls, a lot of these third yeah. parties. Or they just tried to implement as little as possible and I, I, I guess that's why it's kind of confusing i think to a lot of gamers about that you know like games on i, I guess people feel like games on other consoles could sit could come out not sell that much depending on who who is it from whether they keep that studio open or closed because during the 360 or ps3 days Studios were getting close with the game didn't sell. It it kind of feels just like I guess the people just felt like we gave you something. You said that you want needed something from Nintendo. Nintendo has given but, it to you. But what ga- what games didn't do well on the other consoles where they continued the series on those consoles? Um, let's see. Cause let's see. Um, you know, I mean, you you can't you cause can't Battlefield because Battlefield Hardline didn't do good, um, but Battlefield it was it it all you have to do is put a number in the next Battlefield and it'll sell, it'll sell. Uh, and Hardline, I think the whole marketing around it was it wasn't the Battlefield team doing it, mm-hmm. which it wasn't. It was I think it was. It was Motive or Jade Raymond's team at the time, which I guess would be Motive, was doing yeah. it, you know? And, you know, they were trying know. to tell a cop story instead of a military story. Those are two big check marks by that game that say, no thank you, to a lot of people, but... fans of the series. I know Medal of Honor didn't sell well. 
And where's Medal uh, of Honor? It, it got a sequel. Not Warfighter. Because the first one did sell thing. well. The first reboot did sell well. How much did it sell? Because <sighs> I remember that one did it. And I remember people liking people. that game. I liked it. I ended up liking it, but it was just like it was it came in with. What year did that come out? I think is it four thirty? Twelve or thirty? US sales for Medal of Honor, fourteen million units. Was that a three sixty PS three and PC? Or just PS three and three sixty? It just says uh the reboot. Or just Hold on, that doesn't sound right. Hold on, let me let me look this up. Because this this initial thing does not that sounds that sounds really wrong. Let me just double check. Um but I mean even though even let's just say how many copies of Metal of Honor sell? No, that's the series. I just want I just want Medal of Honor. The reboot. Medal of Honor. Uh... Okay, in the first three months, it sold 1.5 million units. Okay. That's respectable for reboot. Uh, so, yeah, and then it, it has an 81 on Metacritic. Mm-hmm. That's in, you know, if you're going to try to alternate between Medal of Honor and Battlefield and at the time Titanfall to battle Call of Duty, you're going to put out a sequel, you know, and the sequel was bad. And look where it is now. Right. It's, it's, in, a, it's in a free respawn uh, uh, VR experience. Right. Like that's <laughs> the Medal of Honor. Yeah. So, you know, that's I, I think that that's like. I think if games I, towards the end of the 360 generation, definitely during the Xbox One generation, mm. if the game started to do bad, you know, the series they just canceled it. Look at Titanfall, you know. Look how great Titanfall Two is. Where's yeah. Titan? Where's Titanfall at? It's three dollars on Xbox. <laughs> Xbox One. Yeah. No, and, and and that's the, and that's the thing about it. It's just. <laughs> I think it's the it's it's I think at that time it's making that perception that our game just won't do sell well on this console, and it's just like it's that giving up on it. But it's or it's not... not that it won't sell well. It's 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 the is it worth spending a million dollars to sell a million units? You know that's 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 it. Like we talk about how Doom twenty sixteen when it came to Switch sold mm-hmm. a million units when they announced that it hit a million units and how surprised they were. You know how much it cost them to port that game on top of the initial a million dollars? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, was that worth it to them? Was it worth Was it worth making? And I get like EA versus Bethesda versus Activision versus Ubisoft. Like they all have different expectations for the games, right? Yeah. And I don't think they were expecting Doom 2016 to do as well as it did initially either, right? But like something something that's worth doing for Bethesda 
who is way smaller than someone like EA, mm. their expectations are different. And so, yeah, maybe maybe getting $25 million in profit from a Switch port is worth exploring, right? Or or porting Skyrim to another console is worth it because they know they're going to sell 5 million units on the Switch for a, mm-hmm. a game that's already done, right? Multiple times, like other consoles. Yeah. And so I think you got to – I think – and I, I like I don't like to keep harping on EA because EA does have games on the Switch and they're 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 pretty good. Like obviously, yeah. obviously, like their EA original stuff, like Unraveled and and Fee or Fay are, are on there. Yeah. FIFA, FIFA does really well for them. Burnout Paradise did extremely well for them. Yes. But like I just I I think I think when it comes to these companies, you just got to look at the games that fit on the platform. Is it worth it? You know. Is it worth and doing? Th- and I think a lot of people, I, I think people just like uh, outside of Mass Effect, because no one's asking for Dragon Age, no one's asking for Battlefield, no one's asking for Mad, no one's asking for the stuff that is known that it's going to be. Of course, it's going to sell other, it's going to sell better on other consoles, but they, I think people just like, hey, give us a new IP, something that is going to fit. But into the, it's not. That's that, not worth it to EA though. We've we've ha- we just had this conversation. It's not well, worth. Yeah, it's not but, worth but building just, a new IP for one console to them. It's not. I mean, they'll port it to other consoles, of course. But I think what it's was just their, what was their last new IP? Anthem would have been. Well, was Knockout City? It, no, they that was like one of their EA originals titles, and then now Knockout City is owned by the developer again. But how did I wonder what happened with that one? I don't know. I mean, they weird. have they have seasons planned, so I don't know. Uh, but like, what was their last new IP? Anthem. Anthem would have been what, they, yeah. Because Star Wars: Fallen Order would is still part of the Star Wars series. Yeah, well, I mean that's a that's a new IP within the sub brand, I guess. But like. It, was Apex out before Anthem? I think. I don't. I don't know, but Apex is part of Titanfall, so. Oh, then it. Then Anthem would have been. Yeah. The newest. Yeah. Would have been. And look what happened after a year and a half of them trying to figure out what to do with that game. Right? They mm-hmm. spent what thirty, forty million dollars trying to fix that game. Is that worth it? Was it worth it to them? No. But again, I think we're seeing a different EA. I think we're going to start seeing things from them. I just think game development takes a long time, even if you're trying to port something. You know, I still, I'm mm-hmm. still of the mind that Mass Effect is coming to the Switch at some point. You know, it's not going to be as glamorous as the Xbox Series X version, but I still think that those games are coming. Shoot, the Xbox Series. It, it, shoot, that Mass Effect thing came and went too. And I think that's... What do you mean? I think... I mean, it came, people bought it, they were enjoying it, it did. I think that it's just... I think... I don't... Was there... Was I think, Was the Mass Effect Part 2? I think people really that? loved Mass Effect when it came out. The Legendary oh, they Edition. Did. They did. And then it got another, I... another marketing boost because it came to EA Play and, and Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people were just like they played it, and I—that's why I was wondering. I'm like, because that came in May, and I wonder if the Last of Us Part Two follow up after that came out. I wonder if we're there in the same year. I don't. I don't know. 
Yeah, because I I think a lot of people who I don't think they came out in the same year because Mass Effect got a a series X and S version and Last of Us did not. Didn't get a PlayStation Five version. Hmm. So I wonder if was that. I'm gonna have to look it up to see when it came out uh, with it. Because if that didn't it, was it 2021? Was it last year that the game came out? Last May? It came out. A uh, Mass Effect came out last year, and or uh, Mass Effect came out in 2021, and Last of Us Part Two came out in 2020. 2020. Okay. Okay. Yep. My kid's crying. Oh. Sorry. Oh no. I, I just. I think it's just. I don't know. I, I just wish. I guess I just wish that these companies, if they're, if they feel like it's not going to be worth it, but yet they're still losing money, and I'm not talking about them because of. You know, I'm not talking about them doing online, you know, people doing loop loop crates and all of that stuff. I'm not talking about all of that. But if a game comes out and it does somewhat well, and of course it's gonna have big numbers because it's on multiple consoles and it's not on one console. Like like EA wouldn't be here if they just only did one console. Or have games on one console. They wouldn't be here. I understand that. But I think people just like we will support EA if you just gave something fresh. You already see us as a community not asking for ports. If you want to port something, that's fine. But you could give us a six or seven hour experience. You can make it fifty or sixty dollars. You could put it on a cartridge and see <laughs> and let us go buy that. You could do all of this. We are telling you that we will support you. You know. Whether you are a good company or a bad company, we would support you. We just wish that you gave us something to show us to give you guys that support. And then later down on the line, if you want to put those games on other consoles, that's fine. We already know that the reverse is not going to happen. You're going to put those other games on big consoles and you're not going to give us nothing for Switch or nothing for Nintendo. We already know that. I just I just don't think it matters. <laughs> like i really don't i just i just don't think i just don't think it, i just don't think it matters and like i i just i feel like this is just like a fanboy want now you know like i just feel like like whiny fanboys are crying because mass effect isn't on the switch you know like well, and that's that's what it feels that's like that's seriously what it feels like at mm-hmm. this point well, yeah. I think it's. I think the thing is just the thing is like just um, my thing would be this, and I think because that's why I wrote up, we're just like just in the relationship, you know. Because I'm like, we already know that there's no reason of you signing up to be on a Nintendo console if you're not going to support it, even if their new console come out and it's very powerful. If you're not going to put nothing on it, I would just be like, you know, what we're we're not putting games on this next Nintendo console because of business reasons. Um, they're a great company. But why do they have to that... come out and say that? Why why can't they just like not do it? Because I, because I think the marketing talk is not of that. 
if they feel like that, it's not going to make sense business. Be tr- be truthful, honest, and let people know that. Let the gamers know that because they'll be like, okay, we'll just we'll buy, we'll still support you as a company on other on other consoles. You just we know that we're not going to get no games for Nintendo, so we don't have to. Um, we don't we don't have to put our uh, beliefs or hype or interest in knowing that you're not going to be on this console or anything. We don't have to be like, oh, that's cool. They get a Titanfall 3. Great. We know that Titanfall 3 is not going to be on the next Nintendo console. We That's something we don't have to worry. Oh, Hades 2 is coming to Switch or to the next Nintendo console? We Okay, we're going to go support there. You know, we fine. Yeah, we get their support on other consoles. That's fine. Just don't say that we got a good business relationship and having people say where. But they do. Like, that's the thing. They do have a good business relationship. They understand, and Nintendo understands what games they're getting. They're not, like, fighting with these companies. Yeah. But I think it's just... I think for some people, just be like, oh, you got a good relationship, there should be more games on there. That's the, that, that's it, the logical put, say, mm, say. Okay. But I understand what I understand what you're saying. I, I get what you're saying. I just I, I just I feel like not not enough people take the time to sit and think about the business side of things and like mm-hmm. you know, okay, yeah, there are crummy businesses out there, right? But like I just my son is really crying. Uh oh. So I just I, think, I just, I, think, I just think, I just think people think that games are made in like you know, MS Paint and file save as s- Switch, and that's not how it works, you know. And it's really just. I, well, I, I think, I think for some gamers now, because they've shown their interest on where games are coming at on Nintendo Switch. Of course, they're not worried about EA or Activision or some of the other Western companies. They're not worried. Of course, yes, I agree. They're not worried about that. They're going to put their money where their interest is is at. You know, you mentioned Persona 5. Like, people were, when Joker showed up at the Game Awards for Smash, they'd be like, okay, when is Persona coming? And people didn't, I think people didn't understand. Persona it was exclusively, have exclusively been on, on, uh, on a Sony platform, you know, if we were going to get anything, it would have been Shin Megami Tensei because that started out on the Super Nintendo back in the day, and that was only on one platform. Like even like Atlas, it took Atlas a long time to get where they're at. Then nobody was talking about Shin Megami. Nobody was talking about the Persona series. Like it took Atlas really a long time to get there to where they're at now. We, people were still shocked that Sega brought them and stuff. And Sega's just like a company that's been fine, that had financial troubles. How in the heck did a company that had financial troubles able to afford Atlas and now look at where they're at? You know, Yakuza was a Sony um, exclusive until later on it came to it came to Xbox. Yes, no one is asking it for a Switch or anything or Nintendo, but they did at that time when it came when people found out that it was coming to Wii U, they wanted to port it because people were interested in that and playing it for Nintendo. They no one knew about Yakuza one or two on PlayStation Two. 
But I'm just, but I guess people were, when they heard about it, that, oh, Sega's bringing this game, this M rated game to Nintendo, to Wii U. I, I would throw some money at it to get get to play because I can't find a copy on PS2 anywhere. You know, but I think now in the age that we are at, uh, gamers are really, I think gamers on Nintendo are willing to, are willing to give new IPs and some existing, existing IPs that's being ported a chance to actually play on it, you know, or be, or get, or play some interest into it and be like, okay, oh, it's out now. Okay. I'm going to get it. Yeah, I'm trying to look up Switch sales numbers real quick because I'm really interested in terms of which games are selling the best on Switch and where the first third-party game lands. Right, because I think that's why I mentioned like Square Enix. The turnaround that that did. I mean, y'all left Nintendo for a good 10, 15 years. Like, y- y'all jump shipped. Yeah. And it just feels like literally after Bravely Default came out and y'all got that relationship back in. Like, th- I'm shocked at how many JRPGs from Square Enix is on a Nintendo console. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I just where this this list does not look right. Why does this list not look right? Oh, for Switch sales and stuff. Yeah, this is by March twenty twenty two, but I feel like there should there are games missing on this list. Um, I need. I wonder if they're doing it by quarter, but no, because no. Because the new quarter started, and there should have been games from April, May, and June. No, this is this is overall. This is of all time. Oh, so I have the supposedly the list of the t- best-selling Nintendo Switch games. Although I think I I know Doom and Skyrim should probably be on this list, but they are not on this mm-hmm. list for some reason. Uh, this is the top sixty best-selling games of on the switch right now according to this wikipedia chart and it was updated uh it seems to be out of date so bear with me uh as of this is as of march 2022 Mm. mario kart 8 deluxe is number one animal crossing smash brothers zelda pokemon sword and shield mario odyssey Super Mario Party, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, Pokemon Let's Go, Ring Fit Adventure, Super Mario Brothers, uh, New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, Splatoon 2, Pokemon Legends Arceus, uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, Super Mario 3D World, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, Monster Hunter Rise at number 17 is the first third-party game on this list. At number 17. At 7 million units. That's surprising. Why is it surprising? That it took that. I thought there was more games. So, Mario Maker 2. Mario Party Superstars. 
Link's Awakening, Clubhouse Games, Age of Calamity, Skyward Sword, Mario Tennis Aces. Uh, number 25 is the next third-party game, and it is a Japanese-only game from Konami called Momotaru Densetsu. Uh, and then at 26, it's 1-2 Switch, Kirby Star Allies, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Number 30 is the third third-party game at Among Us. Minecraft is interesting. At, Minecraft is at 31. Minecraft, the best-selling game of all time, has only sold 3 million units on the Nintendo Switch. I think it's because of PC. I mean, it surprises game, yeah. me, but I thought that game would have sold more on the Switch, but uh, 32. Sold a lot on Wii U, which is surprising. It did not sell a lot on Wii U. Because it didn't connect to anything. Uh, I'm looking it up now because now I'm interested. It sold 500,000 copies on the Wii U. Hmm. According to this uh, video game chart, charts.com from June 17th, 2016. Which was six months, uh, you know, about seven or eight months before the Switch came out. So uh, it was probably more. Right. It was probably closer to like seven or eight. Where am I at? Okay. 32 Paper Mario, The Origami King, Metroid Dread, New Pokemon Snap, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Yoshi's Crafted World, Arms, Mario Golf, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Octopath Traveler. At number 40 is the fourth third-party game. Pikmin 3, Mario Plus Rabbids, Captain Toad, Miitopia, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, Big Brain Academy, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, Pokemon Tournament, Nintendo Labo, set number one. Number 50 is the fifth third-party game at Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Dragon Ball Fighters, however you want to say it. At 1.3 million units is the fifth best selling third party game on the Nintendo Switch. That's insane. The, the top 50 games, you only have five third party games. It's lists like these that make third parties not care or want to even try because Nintendo's games sell so well on this thing. Mm-hmm. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, WarioWare Get It Together, Dragon Ball Xenoverse is at 53. There's three tied for 53. Astral Chain, Resident Evil Revelations Collection, Game Builder Garage. Uh, And then, you know, once you get into like the 60s range, you have Thief Simulator, Story of Seasons, Shin Megami Tensei 5, Enter the Gungeon. You know, and those are all a little bit over a million units each. And I'm thinking this is this this is because of physical. Because they don't report on digital sales or is it I want to say MPD. Yeah. So I'm just saying like you put out lists like this and this list is what four months old at this point, five months old. Mm-hmm. 
and the console's been out for f it's wearing our sixth year. That lists like this to say, oh, you only have four third-party games in your top fifty. That's scary, you know. I I yeah. just you know, and and your top third-party game has only sold three million units, and it's Minecraft. You know, and Among Us, which are two of the most popular games in the entire on the entire planet. I don't know. It's just it's just stuff like this that really scares third parties, you know. And the only reason why Monster Hunter is so popular on the Switch is because Nintendo helped really market and fund that version of the game to bring it there. Mm -hmm. You know. Because they didn't get Monster Hunter World. Oh, remember, uh, remember when they tried to pass off Monster Hunter Generations HD as the, as the Switch version and people were like, "No, we want a real one." Right, and I think Switch was in was Switch out when World No World was out because that was Xbox One and PS4. Uh, so, and I think I think most of that concept was almost out already. Yeah, because it did end up coming to PC also yeah. uh, for World. It, it is at that time, and it's it's not the '90s or 2000s where like selling a million units was like the pinnacle of gaming. You know, it's. Mm -hmm. It's 2022. How many people have these devices? There's like, of the new generation of consoles, there's like 60 million of these consoles out there probably by the end of the year, right? Of the new Xbox and Playstations. You have PC, like everybody has a computer, right? And playing mm -hmm. probably playing some sort of PC game. Everybody has a mobile phone. Everybody, you know, Switch is super popular. Steam Deck is becoming an interesting piece of tech. Like, a million units is not going to cut it anymore. You know? And, like, it's it's just... That's that's where these companies are weighing the cost of porting it to... Is it even worth it? Am I, I, it the... if I, I mean, sorry, I don't mean to keep cutting you off. Oh, no. if, if I was running one of these companies, like, I would say no. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. You know, I'm sure, like, I'm sure this list is kind of wrong in some spaces because like there's no Sonic game on here. Mm. There's no, like I would have thought doom would have been on here at least. And in Skyrim is probably on, should be somewhere on this list, but like, you know, just in general, you look at this list, it's like, geez, man, like what's going on. And like you said, Nintendo doesn't count, uh, digital sales, you know? So this, that means that there are 46 million physical copies of Mario Kart out in the wild. Right. And I, I wonder if that worries some of the third parties that their physical ranches are not selling those kind of numbers. It's because their games like, are too big to even fit on the cartridges. That's the other thing, too, is like people like Nintendo fans want their physical copies. Mm -hmm. And some of these third party games, like you look at. You know, the when Youngblood came out, Wolfenstein Youngblood, it was just a box with a code in it. You know, it wasn't yeah. a, a cartridge, you know, or you get Doom and Wolf, you get Doom and Wolfenstein 2 in there. You have to download like half the game because the cartridge is too small. Which I think that's why people were just, 
I guess people were just like, even though we'll, they want original content from them, if that could probably fit on the cartridge or anything. But I mean, I I, I do understand. I do get it. Um, I think some people just, I, cause I, cause yes, I did write that story about Mass Effect and saying that EA should just end their business because I'm like, you guys are not. At the, definitely at the time, of course. Yes. Where's Mass Effect? Why it's not coming to Switch? Like, you know, yes, you guys are... I, I think people are interested in seeing Mass Effect, but they want to see how Mass Effect 1 is. You know, before they see 2 and 3 and everything. Because that was kind of the talk for that remaster and everything. And people just like, okay, is there going to be a Switch version? Because, you know... We were we we don't care if it's on three cartridges. We don't care if you guys just make it digital only. Um, cloud wasn't an option at that time. <laughs> For some people, cloud is still not an option. But I think people were just like we we will support it. We will get it because and you know how we talk about double dipping and everything. You know, a lot of people I think on Nintendo would double dip for some of these games. And you know, and. I know for me, it's just I guess my I'm still on that. Just give me the fair treatment of your games, or just or not like I said, not even important stuff. Like you could you could put a small or experimental game and everything. It's not gonna. We're not asking you to give us all the bells and whistles and everything. You know, we're not asking for a big CG. Uh, cinematic experience. We just, I'm like, we would like to see something cool from your team. We would like to be able to, and you give it enough love and care, and hopefully someone or a community go out and do support it and everything. Yes, a million, a million sales might might not be enough for EA, but you are a company who's always did stuff for multi-platform for a good for a majority of your business and when microtransactions came in whatever sales that you didn't get in your game you were making it up through there the microtransactions now you might not make it up through nintendo or anything but to be honest microtransactions for ea and activision for a lot of the third party was keeping keeping them on hold and i know we're gonna get we're gonna wrap up in our thing and yes I un- I understand why some third parties might not bring their games to at this current time to Nintendo Switch, but if their next gen system is very powerful and we still don't get to see anything, then what? If their online uh, if their online system does improve and we still don't get anything, then what? Cause that's gonna be that's gonna be the thing about it. It's gonna be like I know people won't. What what Nintendo got is a great concept with Switch. Now improve upon that, make it powerful, make the cartridges have more data. Just give it the bells and whistles, okay? If they deliver the bells and whistles once again, and we don't get anything, or for people in that community don't feel like they are not getting anything, then what? And 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 guess what? All those games that you listed, yeah, they're from Nintendo, 
But even with Capcom, that's from Japan. Japan's been killing it. So that speaks on what are the American companies doing with Nintendo. Because Sony is a Japanese company, and y'all making great sales on that on that system. Mm, yes, it's powerful. I would argue PlayStation's more of a European and American company at this point. You look at their studios; where oh, are they yeah. all based? Right? I mean, yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of the console. I was thinking of the console, not the games. I know, but even Mark Cerny is, you know, I think he's Canadian, and he designed the console, right? So. Mm-hmm. You know, plus plus the PlayStation Five is not small enough to fit in any Japanese person's house. So, <laughs> <laughs> but but I think even but I think with games coming out, just I think games for some of the big major Western third parties or just third parties in general. If I, I feel like if even if they don't succeed on other consoles they sometimes will still continue to support those consoles. They won't give up or anything. Because, yeah, of course, they're going to have to continue to support them because that's where most of their money is going to be made up from. You know, you're not going to... You're not going to sell Mario... You're not going to do Mario Kart level of of sales on one console. No Nobody third party is. at this... No third party would do it. I... No. I I literally thought that some Sony stuff would do it. No, Sony like the thing is is like I don't know. I I feel like we could probably just do another expansion pass on this topic. <laughs> but so I just I just feel like these Can I say I again. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to upset you. I'm not that, ups- I'm not was... upset. I'm just trying to I I, I, I Look, I didn't. I'm not trying to sound upset. I'm not upset. I'm just like, first of all, I'm just really tired. But like, I just get frustrated when people are like, "Why aren't these games coming to the Switch or whatever?" And it's like, well, there's first of all, there's technical reasons. Second of all, there's business decisions that these companies mm-hmm. have to make. Is it worth it? What's the team size? Are we porting? Are we creating something new? What are the expectations of company X versus a company Y? There's so many different things, you know, and it's just, I want, you know, I just, it's, and I think that this was like a good back and forth because, you know, we're coming to it from two different perspectives. And I think people Mm -hmm. got two different perspectives of the conversation I'm not, I'm not mad at you. I think, I think this was a good conversation, you know, like I'm not, why would I be mad about this conversation? I think it's an interesting topic. Uh, I think I don't, I didn't want the tone when people hear the tonality. Oh, I think people people just think I'm mad all the time until (laughs) it's just, I'm not, especially when I'm tired because like my voice gets really, Plus, this is this is like the third thing I've recorded today, so my voice is also really deep. Oh, no. uh, so you know, it's yeah. yeah this... Well, um, I'm not mad, everybody. I'm just tired, and my throat hurts. <laughs> and I and 
I just I don't I don't want to get the, keep the conversation in a circle, so we're just gonna wrap up. Um, no, we're not. We we're gonna do our Patreon. Up. That's stuff. what I was about to say. <laughs> before we wrap up, we're gonna do our Patreon. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to support the Boss Rush Network directly, uh, you can head on over to Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/BossRushNetwork. It's our subscription-based service where, for just a dollar a month, you get early access to shows like. Uh, Nintendo Power Block Expansion Pass, the Boss Rush Podcast, After Dark, and Standard Definition. Uh, but if you want to become a Patreon producer, you can subscribe at the $5 level, which grants you early access, plus a Patreon producer credit shout-out on this here program, as well as others. So without further ado, our Patreon producers for this episode are Quentin Jackson, Rebecca Jewell, Adriel Munger, my wife, Sonatierig, Francisco Santilin, and Celeste Roberts. Uh, I want to thank all of our Patreon producers. I want to thank all of our patrons. Uh, remember, all of our content remains free. Uh, if you listen on free feeds, please consider leaving Nintendo Power Block a five star rating and review on the platform of choice. It really helps with discoverability. It really helps people find us. Uh, yeah. And I think, I think we should do a giveaway. Uh-huh. And I know this, I know this comes out on free feeds a little bit later, but I think, uh, by the time you hear this, we're going to do a giveaway. So listen to Nintendo pal block proper episodes, uh, for that information. Yeah. So, well, uh, Corey, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at I am Corey HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on the Boss Rush Podcast, uh, Nintendo Power Block, Standard Definition, and other things here on the Boss Rush Network. Yes, you guys can find me at, at that virtual code here on Twitter and on Instagram. Check out more of Nintendo Power Block and Expression Pass on our uh, YouTube page. Uh, but if you are a uh, Patreon, you would get a uh, Nintendo Expansion Pass early, along with After Dark, Standard Definition, Talk the Walk, and all these other other content and everything. Uh, with that, everybody, have a great week. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you next time on Nintendo Expansion Pass. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.